And the show has started. Yes. Yeah, that's us. We're back. Chub Step's back. Um, after back, a compelling episode last week, people are dying to hear another one. So I've heard. They keep coming back. They keep coming back. Uh, most of them. I'm assuming there's some people that never come back. That so They get so upset with the show that they don't come back. Yeah. After the rosé blunder, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now everybody knows what rosé is, so it's all good. Yeah, we described it perfectly well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's been going on with you guys? Pat, how about you? You're in a cold place right now. You're, your apartment's freezing. Yeah, my furnace doesn't work, so i got to bounce at some point during the show because guys coming over to fix it all right how about good news how about when you have to leave you say heat check and then you just sign off oh okay whatever (laughs) i'm about to bring the flame and then everyone will know yeah yeah some sort of furnace reference um just so we get that it's about to get hot in here and then you just boom or you can sing the part like from hot in here from nelly and you say it like that. So hot and hip. Like that. Still reminds me of uh, Ray Lewis, that song. Ooh. <laughs> Why? Wait, what, what reminds he you of used Ray to Lewis? Take the, used to take the field to that. Like, they would play um, a song for, like, the rest of the team. And then when it was his turn, they would start playing that. And he'd <laughs> dance and, like, rip off the grass and all that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. It's probably the least intimidating song for the other I team. I know. There's a... <laughs> I'd be like, cool. Yeah. He's a nice guy, apparently. What there there's so many better songs to like more intimidating songs than that. Like that that just seems like a horrible choice. Yeah. I would play like a song from church, just like a really really deep, slow, methodical song about doom or something. <laughs> That'd like be my a, walkout song. Like a demonic chant or something? Yeah. I might... I don't know if they have those in church anymore. I was thinking like playing like a communist, um, like some sort of propaganda, some communist propaganda from like the you know, late 70s or something, like just playing one of the songs or maybe some Russian guys yelling and into a crowd or something like that. Something really It worked for out. Ivan Drago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing could have been used for Ivan Drago. 
Yeah, that's where I'm gonna go. I would, I always think of uh, Head of State, uh, the movie Head of State, when Chris Rock is singing "It's Hot in Here," and then, oh, and then all uh, the white the, people then start dancing. Says, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire, and then everybody thinks the roof is actually on fire. Yes, and then they have to leave without the looking up. A quick, a quick glance at the roof would have solved everybody's problem yes, in that room. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Pat, what's your intimidating song? My intimidating song? Like what? If you were Ray Lewis, you got to have something better than that. Isn't this like the same category as like walk-up songs? Well, but yeah. for, yes, but also That's... with Ray Lewis and football, to me, you want something a little more menacing. Um. Yeah, my landlord's here. Okay. No. What's the what's what he meant what's to the say line? was heat check. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> How you doing? You can just side off, Pat. <laughs> Go ahead, just disconnect. We'll we'll do the whole thing, just recording him, and then it'll make sense. Yeah. We'll pretend like we're in that room. Yeah. <laughs> He's off now, luckily. <laughs> um. Okay, heat check. So, <laughs> just you and me, Steve. And right when everybody was heat about check. to get to the riveting uh, reveal of what he was about to say, too. His his pump-up song? His intimidating yes, song? Yes, his intimidating song. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, enough with that, then. What's Steed, you were just uh, you were just in Chicago. Yeah, I made a surprise trip to uh Well, you made a trip to surprise friends. your friends. Correct. You made a trip to surprise two guys on their birthday, more specifically. Yeah. Well, their birthdays are like one is today and one is like this week. And then I guess Mike's birthday is in like two weeks. So he was included. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So I ended up driving after work on Friday all through the night to get there at like seven in the morning. And then Zach, the first guy I went to, he was at work. So his wife lets me in the house and then I snuck up on him gave him a big scare oh nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny while he was sleeping you're just in his place oh no no he came home he came back from work and he was texting me like right before that he's about like Fortnite. he's texting me and I'm like oh my god what an idiot so he didn't know you were coming either no he didn't gotcha you're just in his place I love it um yeah (laughs) So your big thing, Steed, is you really wanted to go to this trashy bar uh, kind of towards the end of the night. Oh, the hang-up. Yeah. Well, Jay, we're skipping over it. I saw you. You did see me. You did see me. Yeah. That's true. Very glad I saw you. Yes, me nice. too. Me too. Uh, I had a great time. We, we walked past an indentation of a rat in the concrete. <laughs> Legendary. This was... No simple indentation. This is like a full... You can see the individual outlines of its rat fingers and the tail. Yeah. yeah. And it's I'll, probably like, what, like two in, an inch and a half deep? Yeah. I'll post the picture on Twitter and Facebook so people can see it. But it was... It's literally like... It literally looks like they poured the concrete for the sidewalk and then a rat like fell out of a tree and just landed on it and then scattered away. <laughs> But laid there possibly for a good died of time. there. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, well, yeah, just a wild thing. It just, yeah. Okay, you're and right. So we didn't that was see a big other. rat too. We didn't even talk about how big that rat was. That was a big freaking rat. 
they're kind of scary uh menacing yes and gross ratatouille there's movies that try to make rats seem better like ratatouille jay i had pet rats growing up and i was bit maybe once so do you dislike but rats? my dog my dog kept killing them so it killed the good ones and then eventually i got a bad one were these pet rats like you kept in a cage or something yeah they lived in a cage and why did you pick rats of all the things i feel like that'd be last on my list i i don't know we had dogs and the rats in the store look cuddly kind of so, so do you dislike rats now like if you saw a rat inside somebody's place would you try to kill it um yeah I've done it before. I kill mice all the time back at my dad's house in Chicago. They don't even have to be inside. If there's chipmunks outside, I'll take those guys down. Okay. So you can separate or out moles. Your, yeah. your pets and, and wild ones. Yeah. I mean, if they're in a cage, it's all good. Okay. What about... Or if they're if like a white... Like, you know, there's a difference. Like the gross big rats or like the cute little yeah. rats. You know what I'm talking What about, about your house? Guys nibbling stuff. I mean, technically, isn't your house a cage in a sense? So if they're inside your house, couldn't that technically Jay, be them in a deep. cage? You don't want to kill them. That's deep. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, my segment. You and Dave having saying. some problems over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this house feels like a cage, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Bird up. Hello. You really want to go this this bar that's like a four a.m. bar, I don't, and yeah, well, yeah. I, I like going there. I think it was a group. Everybody wanted to go there. Okay, I wanted to go there in the past. Yes. Okay, and then I did want to go there that night. I don't remember how much I wanted to go because <laughs> I was pretty intoxicated. Yes, yes, but uh, I'll bring the beers. Is, is it is it just a place you like because it's just so I'll trashy? Is that the kind of bars you like sometimes? Like it has a time and a place. Oh for that? yeah. That's a 4 a.m. bar, so they close at 4 instead of 2. So, like, it just it gets gross mm-hmm. in there. Then it's, it's fun to go out, like, when you're with all your friends. I would, would I go there, like, alone? No. Would I go there with, like, one friend? I have. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gross. It's a good time. I don't go there, like, every weekend, but... No. Okay, it's fun good. on occasions. Okay. All right, all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? You talk about your your potatoes recipe. I was at the grocery store the other day. A bag of potatoes, and this is a pretty large bag, was ninety nine cents for this large bag oh, wow. of potatoes. And yeah, so that's a good deal. I know. So I bought the bag of potatoes, and it reminded me, hey, potatoes are really cheap. Uh, I couldn't buy like anything of this substance for this amount of money, right? I couldn't buy like a box of literally anything for a dollar that I can think yeah, of, like. Not that big. Like you can buy a box of pasta for a dollar, but it's like a pound. Yeah, this this was over. Yeah, this was a couple of pounds of potatoes, and so usually five. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Let's say it was a five pound bag. What can you buy for five pounds for a dollar of anything? And I don't. I think the answer is like nothing. I uh maybe rice. Five pounds of rice for a like dollar. It's possible. You're but right. I think it's more than that though. Could be easily could be. I've seen rice more expensive than that for sure. Uh, it reminded me that yeah, potatoes are so cheap. You have you make steed potatoes. Steed potatoes, a famous I, steed palomino recipe. I, you know what the funny thing is too. I'm a, I'm about to make those right after we get off of this. Wow. 
So this is, I could make them right now. Why don't do you do a live cooking show? <laughs> a live steed tato show? Well, why don't you go through Yo, how yeah. you go ahead and make steed tatoes for everybody out there? Okay, so this is really important. Um, so pay attention, get a pen out. I'll give you, you can, well, I guess you can just pause it, get your pen. So these uh, sustained me when I was living in Iowa, going to a community college and was very, very poor. What you do, you go to the store, you get a five pound bag of potatoes, then you get two onions. Usually two is the right amount, the yellow ones, the bigger ones. Do you get the sweet onions or do you, you get like the white onion? The yellow, they're, they're just yellow. Vidalia, the Vidalia sweet onions, yeah. Yeah, maybe. They'll know what I'm talking about. There will be a yellow one there. Not too yellow, but they're just yellow. So you chop, you get the potatoes. You can. I used to boil them for 10 minutes. Like boil the potatoes to soften them up. Do you peel Takes them too first much time. or just not peel them? Don't ever peel them. Okay. That's where all the nutrients are. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you got to get some nutrition out. Yeah, exactly. So you you get the potatoes, chop them up into like little squares, cube them, dice them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Julienne. Boy. <laughs> slap those... Slap those in your pan with some oil. While those are cooking, you want to chop your onion. I usually go like half an onion in there. Cut that into four pieces. Exactly. And then you just peel the onion away. You don't even have to do any more chopping. It saves saves you maybe four hours at work. Yep, easy. You, once you're done chopping those, toss them in the pan. Boom. Oh, wait, yeah. Add seasoning salt about two minutes before they're done. And then you have food for uh, probably two meals. So how, how many potatoes did, were you saying you were doing? I usually cook six potatoes at once. Okay, six potatoes and a half of an onion. Yes. And then So those two fried up with some seasoning salt? Seasoned salt. Yeah, Lowry's. There you go, Lowry's salt. brand. All right. That's a brand. Perfect. Don't go cheap seasoning salt. You'll regret it. <laughs> yeah. That'll come back to bite you, big time. It, it will. It's came back to bite me. <laughs> All right, a, there you it's go. It's a perfect dress, and you know what? Tastes really good. There you go, steed tatoes. I made it a. What do we have? I went to a Christmas something party, potluck, some. It's like a dinner pottery event. barn in Athens. Here, I made those potatoes. They were gone. Everybody loves them. Yeah. There you go. That's that good. America's good. Uh, favorite <laughs> Steed recipe. Yep. There you go. Thank you, Steed. It's complicated. <laughs> they can, people can re-listen to it. That's why it's good that they're downloading this. Yeah, it is. It's smart of them to do. Yeah. And, you know, you can live off that for you 20 bucks a month, maybe. Probably less. 20 bucks a month, I'd say. You're good. There you go. Yeah. Even, as you've, as you've even done before. To, Whole Foods and get your sixty bean salad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can do that. Um, there was also a time that I called into. Uh, I've probably talked about this on the show before, but uh, I I asked Dr. Drew one time how long you could survive on just ice cream cones because when I went to Australia, everything the food there was so stupidly expensive except for ice cream cones. Were like the same prices that were here. You could get them for like you know fifty cents for an ice cream cone. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, so I asked him how long you could survive on ice cream cones. And he told me 
that there's no certain like you could survive a pretty long time you part we start feeling like shit pretty fast but the protein <laughs> in the milk that's in the uh, ice cream and all the other stuff in there you could survive indefinitely so well for, for all the, you australians for the foreign listeners listen out there, to this think about that they're, they're good to go yeah exactly uh here's another thing i saw steed uh it seems like it would almost be in pat's uh, whole food segment but i keep hearing these ads for what they call a guilty free snack do you know what that guilty free snack is i don't know which one you're referring they're talking to. about southern recipe small batch pork rinds nope <laughs> that's what this group that is this radio ad i keep hearing and they're talking about pork rinds being a guilty-free snack that is keto-friendly and gluten-free. What? So you're just eating? <laughs> you're just eating pork fat? Yeah, I like mean, this fried is, pork fat. Yeah, it's pork skins, basically. You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. This is what how ridiculous like the the kind of health thing has turned is that like they're finding a way to skew this, which is, I mean, I feel like some of the most notoriously like bad for you foods has been pork rinds and maybe Twinkies, right? I feel like those are the two things you think of <laughs> like what do you think of like bad it's, junk food? Yeah, I would definitely like I'm, I I don't think I've ever eaten a pork rind because I've like they're I have thought they're so unhealthy. Yes. There's like in a I'm going to die yes. if I eat them. No. Or like I think of like a 500 pound southern guy just sitting on his porch just munching pork rinds all day. That's exactly what I picture, right? You, you picture like the greasy, kind of like the end image in uh, Dodgeball, where you've got Ben Stiller and he's like the super obese guy and he's like oh, got stuff yeah. dripping down his, you know, shirtless body. I picture that like being pork rinds and like a bunch of the little like uh, crumbs start falling down his greasy body. That's what I picture when I picture pork rinds. But now because, you know, some people, because, you know, like gluten-free is such a big thing and also the keto diet technically these probably are keto friendly because it's just like a fat and a meat and uh it is not it is gluten-free you know there's no it's just pork. no gluten it didn't have the option to get in there <laughs> exactly because but it but they call it a guilty free snack and in this to display this as some sort of health snack item is ridiculous to me so I just pulled up some nutrition facts for the Kroger brand. Yeah. Uh, pork rinds. We'll, we'll see if it's guilt-free. The serving size is about a half an ounce. Okay. But there are... So this is like a... This is a bag of pork rinds. There are 10 servings of pork rinds in one bag. Okay. So there's 80 calories per serving. So you're looking at 800 calories for this bag of pork rinds. Uh... Five grams of fat, so five fifty grams of fat. There's no fiber, so good. No sugar, good. Nine grams of protein, so you're getting ninety grams of protein. Okay. Okay, so you're saying healthy now. I'm gonna go with healthy. <laughs> there you go. All right, guilt free. Everybody, eat your pork rinds guilt free. Eat them as much as you want. Yeah. Uh, don't even feel guilty. No, don't. Uh. But you should feel guilty if you haven't emailed Chubstep recently. Uh, yes. So for those that have, we congratulate you. Here we go. Here's the first email we have. Uh, it's from Smacko. And he says he guessed a shake weight. 
uh, but he was too late. Oh, <laughs> he was, no. He was maybe like five days too, wa- too late. Smacko, it says oh. Chun Guess. And uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Smacko, he sent that on, yeah, after we had done the last show. Uh, but by that point, we had already we had already announced it, too. Uh, it had already been picked about two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they were pretty happy. They were... In that picture you posted on Twitter, they were in a room with like eight people, and they were all just admiring the Chubsack golf balls in the DVD. Brent Flakes was very excited about that. Um, so if you want to make some friends, just win one of these giveaways, and you'll get eight people. Well, in we your can't apartment. even do Pat's giveaway, and and actually, after we do this uh, Jeff Gold movie review, I'll actually have another giveaway at some point too. After somebody guesses Pat's. Um, oh wow! So. Uh, we should say actually we'll just say the hint for Pats we'll have him do a new noise next time but it's it's, it's made of glass is it glass or plastic that's a good question but it's one of those two it, ooh that's another hint that's another hint <laughs> exactly it's versatile <laughs> yeah so uh, Smacko you are right but you're too late um, the next I would email. even be willing to give a third hint which is it makes a lot of people very happy Steve, uh, little Stevie emailed, and he said, "Cleveland Browns oh. running back Nick Step, hi Chub Nation, long time, long time. Wanted to get all of your thoughts on this story. And it says New Haven's man, New Haven man's campaign for statue of NWA's EZE. So yes, <laughs> there's this interesting looking white guy uh, with a nose ring, the circle, the circle nose ring." And a uh, stud, and he's he's a big fan of of Easy E. He's a British guy. This is not in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. This is in England somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I think it would be funnier in, in New Haven, Connecticut. But anyway, this guy uh, would like a statue of Easy E in New Haven. And the problem is that the town council nobody has no none of them have any idea who Easy E is. Yes. So he's having the, a hard time. Uh, well, in his it says in his heartfelt plea directed at the council, he said, "Just do it. Get a statue or a plaque up. Why not?" And I mean, wow. That's <laughs> I'm doing it after that argument. Why not? <laughs> you just wasted money on a bandstand on Denton Island. No one cares about. So why not an Easy E Memorial? <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's very true. I mean, he's got a point there. He's like, you guys are doing dumb stuff. So Put my dumb stuff up there. The the email that Steve says here is, do you support Mr. Stevens' proposal? So, um, I don't, because he's not from there. Well, that's that's the next question. He says, does this seem like a fitting location for the EZ statue? Probably not. The, uh, the mayor says he's more of a Beatles fan. So he wants a statue of the Beatles. And that's Stevie's third but, question. Do the Beatles suck, as Mr. Stevens said? Whoa, he just said the Beatles suck? He's, uh, no, that's what the, the guy that wants the Easy e statue said the Beatles suck. Oh, my God. That guy, um, I don't know what he's doing, but I agree with him. He's like a real-life Ali G in the house. <laughs> yes. yes, this seems like an Ali G skit, uh, but happy to in real life for sure. Yeah. Yeah, huh. you need to put the the uh, easy e in the house. Yeah, Ricket, Ricket. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't do an allergy. I miss him. 
I miss him lots. But I did love uh, is, Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, so I at least was happy he did that. Yes. Oh, God, that was so funny. So do we support it? Um, I here's what, here's what makes me nervous about statues of people. How many times do they screw up statues? I think about... Like the likeness of them? Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. With all the 3D imaging and stuff we have now, it's, it's insane that like statues are not just perfect. Do you remember the Cristiano Ronaldo That's, one? I was going to say like that he one. he was there for the unveiling. That one and the Lucille <laughs> Ball one. Those two are so bad that it's almost <laughs> like it's a disservice at a certain point if, if the statue looks so off. Yeah, and I mean, like, they're... Like, Ronaldo's one of the most beautiful people ever, and he's, it looks like he's a brick face, like the statue melted on the way over or something. I know. Yeah, it's it's absurd. So I would be worried about that. And also, it, the location. I like the I, I like the concept of an Easy e statue, but I feel like somewhere in... Well, here's the problem. You put it in Compton, it's probably going to get graffitied, right? I don't know. I feel like they're fans. That's a good point. They'd probably be fans. But I feel like you're right. If you go, I'd just be worried you go to too bad of an area, people are going to graffiti it. But you're right. They probably are big fans of him there. I would I would assume so as well. Um, so I, that yeah. to me seems Los Angeles seems much more fitting for an easy, you know, statue than here. There there might even be one. We don't know exactly. For all we know, we know there is one. And but or at least somewhere he had like toured or something. You know, like. Uh, it just seems like somewhere he was. Yeah, he was. The fa- and the thing is, this guy would really appreciate it. Again, I like the idea of this, but if like nobody in the town knows who this is, and I granted like the town council is probably not a great representation of the town, but like yeah, they're like eighty. Yeah, and but why? If nobody, if it's there and nobody can appreciate it except for a couple little, you know, a couple of people, then it's kind of a waste of the money. Not fair to this guy, but no, you know, it's not fair, fair to, to this town. guy. But also, this guy needs to probably move on from New Haven. It sounds like this is not a great town for him. Yeah, go to the big city. Yeah, it's time to go to big city. This would make more sense. Um, so many other places. Uh, and if he thinks the Beatles suck, yeah, England is probably not the best place for him. No, yeah. He should move to maybe Compton. Maybe Compton would be a good spot for this guy. I feel like he'd... He'd fit in Where great. Where he's from, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to see that. So so the next question is, do the Be- so do the Beatles suck, as Mr. Stevens said? I'm going to say a resounding no. Okay. They are, you know, one of the best bands ever. Revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad to say about the Beatles. I like the Beatles movie Across the Universe a lot. Never seen that. Didn't even know it existed. Oh, it's great. You would enjoy it thoroughly. Nice. Um, yeah, and if you want to, you know, impress a, a little lady friend, yeah. just bust that on. Okay, if, yeah, if you impress They're a lady They're all singing like in British. Movie from a long time ago about the Beatles? Yeah, it's, oh, it's from a while ago. That sounds like um, my uncle saying that if I wanted to like impress a girl on a date that I should take her to a, uh, a Jerry, what's the guy that sung Jesse's girl? It Eddie money, Rick Springfield. I should That's take her. Guy. He said, if I want to impress oh, a girl, Springfield. take her to a Rick Springfield concert. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> that sounds a lot like your advice right here. No, <laughs> there's two different things. Yeah. Rick Springfield concert. He's got like that one song. Then you're going to sit there 
wondering why you're in a crowd with 90 year olds yeah. <laughs> the beatles movies like it's it's like youthful okay okay I went to the the Jeff Goldblum concert last yes. week, but I think I want to wait for Pat to talk about that. I think I want to have a, a whole concert conversation here, so I'm going to tease it for next week because I have a lot to say. I think he'd enjoy it. That. Would take me more than I think than ten minutes that we have left on the show to to talk about it. But I do want to do a Jeff Hi. Goldblum movie Hi. review. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've. Uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. <sighs> I'm gonna get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? From 2000, from the year 2000, I'm talking about what a year. the movie Augie Rose, aka Beyond Suspicion. It actually has two names, uh, and. That's that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Uh, it's usually when that happens. I think that we've talked about it before, but there was that Edge of Tomorrow, and then that got rebranded. They did so bad in the theaters, but it was a good movie, so they rebranded it when it came out to Live Die Repeat. It was the Tom Cruise movie. They re- I didn't even know they rebranded it. I watched that movie after theaters, and it was called Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. One of them, it was either... That movie was good. I enjoyed that. That's a good movie, yeah. But it got rebranded at one point with throughout you know throughout the process. Um, one was a subtitle at one point and then becoming the main title. But, uh, so, this movie, yeah, Augie Rose slash Beyond Suspicion. When I bought it, it was actually Beyond Suspicion. So, I think the DVD was Beyond Suspicion. But, anyway, 2000. This movie is about uh, Mr. Jeff Goldblum stars in this. And oh, uh, I mean, he's a leading, leading man. man in this movie. So he is a um, he's an insurance, a life insurance salesman. The movie starts out with him going into a deli to buy wine, bald wine. I do that very often. So, yep. yeah, there we go. Uh, and he goes into this deli to buy wine. And then the, the liquor store gets robbed. And then the crazy guy that's mm. robbing the place ends up shooting this guy that had just started working there in the deli and kills him. Oh my, oh jeez. So then what Jeff Goldblum does, um, you know, he, he like feels so bad for this guy. You know, he's like, oh, this, like I asked this guy to go get me this wine in the back. The guy comes back, he gets shot. You know, it was bad timing and stuff like that. But Jeff Goldblum just feels horrible. Jeff Goldblum apparently not super happy with his life because he goes to this guy named Augie Rose and he decides he's going to be Augie Rose. He's going to be Yeah, so this guy dies. They find out, like, you know, he wants to, like, sit, you know, talk to the family. He, like, was holding the guy as he died. And then the guy, um, when he's talking to the police later, like, oh, did we find anything? Who did this? You know, they don't get anything. But they're like, oh, and he had no family and all this stuff. So he's just like, well, I want to find out more about this guy. And so at some point he just decides, hey, I'm just going to become Augie Rose. So he basically, like, 
stops his job, leaves his girlfriend of a bunch of years, and just becomes this guy uh, who's an ex-convict. Augie Rose is an ex-convict and does not have like any money and stuff like that. So it's a weird like uh, he almost wants to take like a vacation from his life and just become like an ex-con, you know, trying to make it. There's a girl involved that the guy who had to been talking to while he was in jail. And so it's kind of a weird dynamic that way. It's a weird dynamic, but I mean, it's the bloom. Bloom walks into my life. Hey, I'm I'm your dad. I'd be like, oh, oh, you don't exactly. Nobody questioned like much fewer people questioned it than you would have expected. Uh, <laughs> like everybody just kind of goes along with it. it. It's a very it's a very interesting concept because it's just kind of like, hey, this guy comes from a lot and just wants to. It's kind of like. Um, not in the same sense, but a little bit how like Frank Reynolds is and It's Always Sunny, how he had a bunch of money and then he just decides he wants to live as a French oh, yeah. person. He just wants to live like yeah. not in that kind of world. And he just kind of, you know, he lives in a dump and he, you know, that kind of thing. Similar style with this. He's just like, I'm so sick of everything and I'm just going to be a, you know, I'm just going to be this ex-convict that's been out of jail two weeks and I'm just going to work in a deli. And I'm like all this kind of stuff, you know, like that's what he wants to do. So it's just kind of following that. Um, the only, the other person in this is Anne Heesh, which I don't, I don't recognize her, but then she's like the main girl in this. But then the other, uh, the guy in this is Timothy Oliphant, which is, um, he Ooh, was yeah. Danny Cordray in the office. So anyways, she says, that is the biggest penis I have ever seen. And I said, I know that's why I brought you to the penis museum where tickets are a thousand dollars. People know him as that Hollywood stud. He's also <laughs> Been in a few other things. Well, but. I mean, people know him best from that. Not not justified or um, he was also no, no not just, in the league. Not he's, also, show. people remember him from the league as the white um, sushi chef. Uh, oh god, I, <laughs> that was fun. yeah. I'd like to go with that one because that's what people know. It's a from. good episode because uh, yeah, Ruxin goes into a, a sushi place and it's a it's a you know a white guy that's doing the sushi, so he doesn't think he's gonna do it right. And he asks him where he's from. He says Omaha. And he's like, did you just say <laughs> Omaha? <laughs> like Nebraska? He's like, yeah. He like, just even talks like a little accent. <laughs> and anyway, it's a good, that's a good, uh, so people know him from the office and that. Um, but uh, <clears throat> that uh, there's a little bit of a, you know, dynamic of kind of like what it's like living in somebody's life. And the cops are kind of catching on to him. There's this ex-convict that's kind of catching on to him. Played by Timothy. Wait, the cops are involved. Well, the cops are like the cops are the ones that like told him the information about this guy. Like he doesn't have any family, and then he's like, he basically let them know he was he was like thinking about you know that he wanted to get a little more involved in this guy's life, and they kind of start like investigating, be like, what are you doing? Like this is illegal. You can't just be somebody else. Oh yeah, I guess identity. Yeah, identity theft. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so has a movie about the the thing I'd say about it. I'm trying to think what I what I didn't. I liked, I think I like the writing of this and, and even the acting's okay. I think what is bad is maybe kind of the producing, like the, it was all kind of the stuff in between. I didn't love like the editorial. I didn't love the sound. I didn't love a lot of the post work on this. I didn't, I didn't like, I like the concept and, and the actual like story and the way it moved, but like it felt very cheesy kind of at certain points. Like it didn't, yeah. if you watch this, there's no way you'd think this was a modern movie. You would know it was 18 years ago just because of the way it was filmed and like the, yeah, the way it was, it was edited almost like as a TV movie type of thing, but I don't think it was. Um, 
it, it just feels very independent, but not in a good way. And it definitely takes away from it. Um, and th- and they could have done something maybe a little bit better with some of the characters. It's it's kind of a I would say it's it's bordering on that top tier for me. I think it's something a little different. Um, if you're looking for one that's not a normal Jeff Goldblum movie, because I had to buy this on DVD. I couldn't. It's not streaming yeah. anywhere. So if you're looking for like a kind of a low key Jeff Goldblum movie that's pretty decent, Beyond Suspicion is pretty good. Uh, it's not like amazing, so it's still going to be middle tier, I think, for me. Or, as the good reverend would say, why we on this particular mission, we'll never know. But I do know here today that the Black Knights will emerge victorious once again. Amen, man. Amen, reverend. But a, a uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Harry kind of rating. I might. Nothing you know, to be I would have about. to look at the list. This might be like if if I've done a ton of middle tier and lower tier ones, this might end up making it in the top tier. It's kind of right on that one. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's high standards. I feel like I feel like I don't standards for top are out there. I to we to, the way I do it is more if it's a movie that I would recommend people watching, then I put it as top tier. And if it's if it's one that's just okay, then I don't. If I would be like, please avoid this movie, then that would be bottom tier. So, well, I, Jay, I actually think we solved the giveaway for this movie. What does that mean? Well, I've, I've just solved it. I'm on the YouTube for the trailer. Yeah. And eight months ago, username Lauren commented, "I can't find this movie anywhere." In all, then in all caps, someone help! I'm on a Jeff Goldblum movie marathon. What? Oh my god. Yes. Can you respond to her? That's, I can reply to the comments. Yes, can you do that? You want me to reply? I'll reply. This is the first time I've ever commented on YouTube. Yes. I'm not commenting as Paul Trusso. You're officially a YouTube as, commenter. I'm going to... I'm live commenting right now. We're doing a live My YouTube full comment. name is Tell Steve her to Palomino. check out uh, episode 189 of Chubstep. Chubstep podcast. I just... I just created a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's good content right so now. So I can comment. Oh, something went wrong. Okay. Well, you work on that. That can be your homework, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I will I will comment underneath hers. Hopefully she's still active on YouTube on this same account. Yes. And she will see that we have got her covered. Yep. She wants she needs if it. Somebody's actually going through a Jeff Golden a marathon. You know, this is for them, so they deserve it. Maybe we can just have her send it back after she watches. Exactly, it. we'll do her. We'll do like her own uh, blockbuster, but with Jeff Golden movies. Yeah. I have like four of them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that went over well for them. Three. Okay, um, I want to talk about this Tanzanian news real fast, and just because it's a story specifically to you. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the infection is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Oh, really? Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so there's a new dinosaur unearthed in Tanzania. Yes. And it reminds me of the time. So there's not much to the story other than they discovered this new dinosaur. It it has a long neck. It's one of the, you know, uh, it's a a sauropod. Dude, this thing has a long neck. Yeah, and kind of a big body, big belly. Yeah, but like its neck is just ridiculous. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's insane. It's, uh, yeah, it looks pretty. It's too long. It is too long. And his tail's not even that long. No, you're right. Tail, head to tail ratio's off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah. so one that I was going to say is that it reminds me of the time that you and me allegedly uh, have found a fossil. Yes. And we will say allegedly. Yep. But that was actually one of the most random, like, we found a freaking dinosaur. Allegedly. We were up. We well, we just won't say where it is. Oh, good point. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. We don't need to say the location. That, but yes, you're right. We definitely did find a fossil of a uh, of a dinosaur, like with the teeth and the jawbone intact. Yeah, it was like a full head skeleton, probably like what, like a foot and a half to two feet long of like. It's not. Oh, you're right. Jaw. You're right. Yeah, it was that long. Yeah, but we only took the one section. Yeah. So we were up. Um, like, I don't know. We climbed up this like big hill. And we were like sitting down drinking water and then like looked down and was like, I don't know, touching a rock or something. And it was like, it looks out of place a little. And we're just like, okay, um, I think that's a dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> like it was, it was really rude. Like we just sat down in that exact spot where a dinosaur happened to die yeah. like 8 million years ago. It was insane. Yeah. And the stone like thing and uh, nowhere, we had no stuff or you know i could never have found that place again where we were walking oh no so it's not like we could be like hey go over there there's a there's a fossil over there like we couldn't even tell yeah. anybody so we just took a little i have i still have it at my parents place a little section of the job mine is somewhere i'd have to look for it yeah um but yeah we took part of the like jawbone of this dinosaur yeah. it's insane um, that was a good find. Good find. That's all. I wonder. It just reminded me of that story. Good times. Good times. So I want. I'll wrap it up there. The show. Um, the entire, the entire, entire show. show. Just based on that little note. Just know that me and Steed we're uh, done. Have dinosaur stuff. So uh, after 350 episodes, we're we're calling yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you you report back to that girl, Steed. Let her know. But uh, people. Yeah. Uh, email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com and rate the show on iTunes. We love those iTunes reviews. And then follow Steed Palomino at Steed Palomino. Uh, on Twitter, me at ChubstepJared and JaredZ3 on Instagram. And the show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.